Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. I'm Christy Brower here with my co-host, Katie Beaver. Hey, Katie. Hello. We're so excited to be here with you today. We have a really fun show for you. But before we get started, much to the chagrin of a couple of people on YouTube, but you know, we do what we do. We like to we have do what we in. want. Yes, we do. Yep. So, Katie, how are you? I'm good. I'm I'm good. I'm looking at myself. Uh, when we make these videos, you look at yourself the whole time. It's so and weird. So, <laughs> it's so weird. You have to really get used to it. But I'm a little surprised by those circles under my eyes. But uh, <laughs> I, I'll be honest, this whole Daybell case this week has had me deep underwater. So, oh, I know. And yeah. we'll do an update on that, uh, you know, real soon. So you guys will know more about what's happening. But, uh, mm. you know, in a sen- essence, you know, they did find the children's bodies this week and they have positively identified them today. So yes. anyway, I have not slept a lot. I can tell by looking at my face. <laughs> I know it's but. been a weird, weird week. It's a weird energy. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, I of hear course, uh, we, we've called out to our healer friends that are local to meet us tonight. We're meeting in a local campground mm-hmm. to do a sacred fire and a uh, drum circle and a healing circle to help heal the trauma around here. You guys have no clue how, or maybe you do, but the people around here are extremely stirred up and upset. Yeah. Um, oh. My kids, you know, Mars has been having nightmares. Her friends have been having nightmares. They are just... They're really, really shaken up by this. Of course they are. We all are, you know. Parents murdering children. I mean, it's a it's a yeah. horrifying experience and to have it happen in your own backyard. Yeah, super scary and sad. Yeah, it sure is. And so we're going to do what we do, you know, and join our healer friends together. And then there is a candlelight vigil at the memorial that we set up earlier this week. So we'll attend yeah. that as well. So good things happening today for sure. Yeah. It's yeah. Just, it's been quite a things. time. Really? It has. It's been quite a week. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. Just energy wise, it has been quite a week. I really am mm-hmm. trying to focus on positivity and creativity. So I'm going to show you my new pursuit. This is my ukulele. That's so fun. I, love I it. am going to learn to play. Now I am a musician. I played the clarinet all the way through college. I'm a singer. Mm-hmm. I love music. Yeah, uh, I've never played a string instrument. I know I can't play bigger ones. I am really small. My hands are tiny. I have rheumatoid arthritis. However, I have always thought I should learn to play the ukulele because I think yeah. I can manage it. I think physically I can manage it. Mm-hmm. And so today I bought my very own ukulele. I'm really excited about it. So fun. I feel like the world is in a really weird place and I need to focus on some creativity for myself in order to mm-hmm. keep my energy up. And so that's what I'm doing. I think that's a good tip for everybody, really. Yeah, I, I think it's important. And Keep I your hands like, busy, do, do things that make you feel good. Yeah. yeah, yeah, do something, jump into something that makes you feel good. And this has been yeah. something that's been on the back burner in my head for a really long time. And I finally went, you know what, I'm doing it. So yeah. I'm super excited. Yeah. So who knows, maybe I'll play us a song on the show sometime. Well, I it's will probably going to that. a really long time before I'm good enough to do that, but. <laughs> Hey, if it's Mary had a little lamb, we will tolerate that. Right. I'll probably have, <laughs> don't worry, be happy or something like that down for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't wait. That is dang fun. So yeah, it's good really for you. fun. So yeah. I'm excited about that. Mm-hmm. Well, today's show is a celebrity death roulette. You have heard us do this before. Mm-hmm. So Katie's going to give us some cold reads. I'm going to tell us some stories about some famous people who have died under mysterious circumstances, who have you know, the deaths are unsolved. And mm-hmm. so we're going to do a, 
a psychic read, a cold read. Katie has not seen this list. She doesn't nope. know who I'm going to hit her with. She's probably going to punch nope. me after this show because I'm hitting her with some pretty big cases. But I think <laughs> it will be really interesting and fun. We've done this before, and I'm sure we'll do it mm -hmm. again. Uh, just kind of an interesting like way in to just, just a real fast, like, quick, cold read on Rapid what's fire. the truth of, yep. this, of this situation. So... Mm -hmm. Which I think are some of the best work, honestly, because you they don't are. have a chance to second guess it. You just, whatever's yeah. coming up for you is what you're going to throw out there. Boom, right out your head. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I I'm like excited it. excited about it. Okay. So let's get started with Celebrity okay. Death Roulette with a Tupac Shakur. <laughs> Tupac Shakur is a rapper. Hey. Is a rapper who, who died in Las Vegas. I'm sure mm -hmm. everyone knows. Very famous. Um, he, was, mm -hmm. he was killed in a drive-by shooting. His death was thought to be gang-related as he was a member of the Crips. And, oh no, I'm sorry. His, <laughs> I can't read my own notes. A member of the Crips gang had been seen near him the night of the shooting. So it was thought to Ooh. be a gang-related death. Yeah, um, be although, careful. careful on that, um, calling him one of the Crips. Yes, I did not mean that. I apologize, yeah. anyone. You'll be going you know. down next. Okay, right. no, you won't. No, just misread my <laughs> notes. Okay. So, um, there was never sufficient evidence found. No one was ever arrested, and his case is still unsolved. So, Katie, what do you think? What happened to Tupac Shakur? We have actually been to the place where Tupac was shot. Yes, we have. We took a ghost tour in Las Vegas. We went to the scariest mm -hmm. casino I have ever been in, way oh off gosh. the strip. And yes. I think we paid like 35 bucks a piece, and we got on this really seedy van, mm -hmm. and they took us on quite the tour. It was actually really fun. but It was. Um, but they took us to this spot and talked about this case. I remember this street corner mm -hmm. well. Uh, and at the time, you know, kind of puzzling over that. I think that it's correct. I have always thought that, you know, a lot of people have tried to kind of pull the Elvis thing, you know, that Tupac's really alive and, you know, all of that nonsense. Mm -hmm. He's not. And I do feel like it was a member. Or that of he was killed by a rival, him. by a rival rapper. There were some right. Well, right, because that was around the time that Biggie died, and you know, I don't know. Biggie died after him, and after we'll him. So yeah. jump ahead of me. <laughs> oh, 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 oh! Yeah, got Biggie on the brain. Okay, Ooh. well, I actually do feel like it was a, a, a gang shooting. I do. I also don't think that they knew who he was. Uh, I don't feel like Tupac was shot because he was Tupac. I feel like he was shot because he was in the wrong place at the wrong time. And there's been a lot of stuff, a lot of speculation, you know, this has been, this is a famous death, a very famous death, but I don't think it was any of those things other than he was in the wrong place at the wrong time. I wonder if there were actually, uh, you know, if he got hit by, you know, a drive-by that wasn't intended for him. I, but I still don't believe that he was killed because he's Tupac. That's not what I'm hearing at all. He just was in the wrong place at the wrong time and was shot. Okay. It's really sad. Uh, I really read very much about him. He was a he was like a visionary. He was a pretty was. interesting guy. He was. Yeah. It was a huge loss. It was a mm -hmm. huge loss. Yeah. Well, thank you for that. I I think it may make some people feel better to know that he wasn't killed because of who he was. And maybe it's worse, you know, that yeah. just random violence is awful. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, thank you. Next, we have Jill Dando. So Jill Dando was a British journalist. We did do Jill Dando. Oh, darn. Never mind. We're not doing Jill Dando. We're trying not to duplicate, and we couldn't. We weren't sure, but I know we did Jill Dando. Yeah, we need to make a list. Okay, Peter <laughs> Ivers. Peter okay, Ivers. Peter Ivers was a famous musician, and he was host of the New Wave Theater. That, mm. and he was found bludgeoned to death in his apartment in 1983. 
So after he died, uh, lots of friends went to his apartment to mourn him and they tampered the evidence in his apartment. So before any evidence could be collected, lots of people were there. So um, the case is officially still under investigation, but has never been solved. Mm -hmm. So who bludgeoned Peter Ivers? Who bludgeoned Peter Ivers? Peter Ivers was robbed. And I feel like they may not know that because the... Because the evidence was tampered, you know, because his apartment got messed with. That's really unfortunate. How selfish. And, yeah. you know, maybe they just didn't know. But I think at the t- it was in it was in the 80s, early mm-hmm. 80s, um, certainly before CSI aired. So right. it's very possible that they didn't know that what they were doing would make it impossible to solve this murder. But that is certainly mm-hmm. yeah. I feel like this was a robbery gone bad that uh, whoever was in his place didn't expect for him to be there. But I will say this, it wasn't a random robbery. I do feel like they were looking for something specific. What I see taken is paperwork. Mm, okay. I feel like there was something that he was working on that, uh, yeah. That, that, someone that, wanted. that someone wanted. Yeah. So it wasn't a random robbery, but it was a robbery. Um, it was not supposed to be a death, though. It was supposed to just be a, you know, get in and get the thing you need and get out. But he happened to be home and they didn't anticipate that. I feel like he fought back. And this is what happened. It's really unfortunate. Really, yes. really unfortunate. It's very sad. And very unfortunate, of course, that, uh, you know, that the apartment was tampered with. So Do you think it will ever be solved? To, Do you think they'll no. ever? Mm-mm. No. No, this was more of a, you know, this was a crime for hire, you know, and I feel like the person who did it just slipped away. There's just no, they'll, it won't be solved. No. Well, okay. It's okay. Really sad. It is. It is very sad. Thank you for that. Okay, next we have Bruce Lee. Oh. Yeah, so Bruce Lee, of course, famous martial arts master. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, he died on July 20th, 1973. He failed to show up for dinner. After his body was discovered, it was ruled that he died of a brain edema due to a muscle relaxant he'd been given. Uh, and so it was initially ruled as a natural death that it was caused by the um, medication. Um, but some people have really questioned whether or not he was murdered. His son was killed on the set of the movie The Crow 20 years later. Um, oh. And it was even rumored that the family was cursed. So what do you think wow. about Bruce Lee's death? I don't think Bruce Lee's death was a murder. I feel like it was a true accident. That That feels like a lot of drama to me, you know. Wanting it to be something that it wasn't. I feel like Bruce Lee's body was so beat up. And he was in, you know, he, I'm assuming, was still in, you know, supposed to be in great shape, you know, and was, you know, doing all of the martial arts and the things that he was doing. I think that he hid his pain quite well and and the debilitating injuries that his body had quite well because that was his career, you know. But I feel like he was on quite a bit of medication for his body and for his pain. And that he did, he ended up, I don't feel like, I feel like he had taken this dose of muscle relaxers before and been okay. Mm -hmm. I feel like he kind of thought he had built up kind of a resistance to them and he was taking more than he was supposed to. And he'd done it before and it was okay and it just helped him and, you know, it was all right. But this time, you know, sometimes people with drugs, they think they're okay, but they hit a max capacity that uh, something you know, builds up over time. Yeah. And, and he believed that he was invincible. 
Wow. This was a man who believed he was invincible. He believed that his body was, you know, made of steel and well, it wasn't, but yeah, it was an accidental death. I don't feel like it, there's more to it than that. Uh, very unfortunate about his son though. Yeah, very much so. But yeah, I agree with you. I don't feel they're connected at all. No. No. Okay. Well, maybe that's, I, I hope that that brings some peace for people about Bruce Lee, you know? Yeah. No one did kill him. I, I always think that it's better to know that someone died naturally than to be murdered. Yeah, for Personally. sure. Yeah. I mean, it's never a good thing, but, you know, at least mm -hmm. you know that it wasn't an intentional thing. Well, and because this was a drug he took himself, it wasn't a suicide. Yeah. You know, it wasn't a suicide. It was, this was accidental. And again, I feel like he'd taken that dose before when he needed it and was fine and just didn't know this was going to happen. Yeah. It sucks. Very obviously. It sucks. Yeah. yeah. That was okay. Thank you for that. All right. Next up is David Carradine. So David Carradine, of course, a very famous actor. At age 72, he was found dead in a hotel room in Thailand. He was there shooting a film. Uh, Carradine was found naked hanging by a rope, and evidence suggested mm. his death was the cause of autoerotic asphyxiation gone wrong. Oh. Um, apparently, his ex-wives did confirm that autoerotic asphyxiation was something that he was into. Mm -hmm. um, but some people, including his ex-wives, claim that his death was actually staged and it was an assassination. Assassination? Yeah. Wow. Hmm. I don't have an immediate hit on this case. <laughs> so I've got, I got to dig a little bit deeper. Here's why it feels nefarious. The people that were involved in this were on his set. These were mm -hmm. other people that were not necessarily actors or actresses, but people on his set, maybe some of both. Like, I feel like this was kind of a big group of people. There was a lot of weird sex stuff going on. Okay. Um, I feel like multiple people knew what happened and everybody just shut the hell up to protect their own careers and stay out of trouble. I do think it was exactly what it looks like. Okay. I'd, but I think the reason it feels off to people and the reason it felt off to me at first is that the, the people involved are right in front of us, right in front of us. The people involved are people that were, he was working with. Okay. And none of them were willing to say anything. I think they had a pretty good pact that we're not going to tell anybody and they didn't and they got away with it. And that, that's what I think is probably the worst part, you know? Yeah. Um, but I think it really was autoerotic asphyxiation. I feel like there's nothing, there's no smoking gun there. It is what it is. But again, yeah, the players involved were right there. They just refused to say anything. Okay. Wow. That's too bad. When someone dies, you'd think it's time to speak up. Mm -hmm. I th what I'm hearing is that their theory basically was that he's dead anyway. What good does it do to destroy our careers in the process? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I think um, CYA comes into play in situations like that. Yeah, for sure. Yep. Okay. All right. Well, next is Thelma Todd. Oh, okay. So Thelma Todd was an actress a long time ago mm -hmm. in one of my films. Um, she was discovered in her garage behind the steering wheel of her car. She died of carbon monoxide poisoning. 
So it was, it was believed that she either committed suicide or accidentally killed herself while warming up her car. The problem with that was that there were blood spots in the car and her nose was broken. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so some people believe that she was murdered, although it was never, nothing was ever proven. No arrests were ever made. She was murdered. Yeah. She was murdered. This was, I don't want to say a jilted lover because I don't think this person was ever a lover. I feel like this is a more of like a stalker kind of situation. Somebody who had watched her for quite a while, knew where she lived, uh, kept a close eye on her, and at some point decided that, uh, you know, they were never going to be together and they are the ones that killed her. This was a stalker of, of sorts. Wow. That's really sad. I just feel like there's not, you know, if someone has a stalker now, there's an electronic signature to that, you know, in various ways that we'd know more about it. In her day, there wasn't, you know, and it was much easier to move freely around and be creepy. I feel like this person kept a close eye on her house. Mm -hmm. But I also feel like she may have made a police report or two about having somebody creepy around her. But I don't know that they ever really... uh, knew who that person was mm-hmm. but yeah no this was this was it feels more like a you know i don't know it, it's not like a fit of rage you know not quite that i feel like they broke her nose on accident trying to get her into the car um not necessarily on purpose i feel like she did fight back but uh at any rate yeah it's not it, it is a murder for certain uh i feel like that person you know, obviously we're never caught and I don't feel like they, uh, I don't feel like they're living any longer. This was just one of those that they will just never know. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's really unfortunate that this wasn't, uh, I don't feel like the law, law enforcement involved in this did a great job with it. Yeah. Which is so crazy because it's a high profile case, you know, mm-hmm. now if something like that happened, it would be treated a lot differently. It would. Then it was really easy to kind of be like, yeah, well, you know, maybe she, maybe she uh, just wanted to die. I mean, it just, it feels like they treated it very, in a really dismissive way and didn't give this case the energy it deserved at all. Yeah. Really sad. That's my impression as well. Yeah. Very sad. Thank you. Okay. Up next, Jimi Hendrix. Oh. So Jimi Hendrix, uh, you know, very famous musician. Yeah. An autopsy revealed that he choked to death on his own vomit while under the influence. It also revealed that wine and barbiturates had filled his lungs and stomach. Some speculated that the wine found in him had been forced down his throat. Um, Although his death was ruled accidental, the details around it are still pretty questionable. And there are a lot of people who do not accept that this was an accidental death. Okay. He put all that wine down his throat. Okay. And he put the barbiturates into his system. It was an accidental death. Okay. There were other people that he was uh, partying really heavy with. Mm-hmm. Um, what I'm seeing is that there was like, I don't know. I, I hate to, this sounds so blasé, but kind of like a drinking challenge, you know, mm-hmm. that, uh, he drank an enormous amount of wine when he was he could hardly stand. He was so inebriated to prove something and aspirated most of it into his lungs. Mm-hmm. He, from his stomach, you know, he, no, he did it. He did it. But uh, again, 
some really, really heavy partying going on, some bad decisions on his part and on other people's part. But I don't feel like it was, uh, I don't think anyone did this to him. What he's showing me is he did it to himself. He, he drank an enormous amount of wine that night really fast. Oh. And when he was already just, you know, totally shit faced. So mm-hmm. no, just bad decisions, really mm-hmm. bad decisions. That's very sad. Although I'm glad to know no one killed him. Yeah. I actually feel like he was really loved. He was very loved. He was really loved. And his friends well, loved him. Still you know? a very loved person. Mm-hmm. Well, I feel like his friends really loved him and would have done anything for him. They just, uh, you know, as as happens sometimes when people end up with a lot of money sometimes and a lot of fame. And I'll say this. You know, I've had a theory for a long time that people who end up in the limelight end up with millions of people attached to their energy. You know, we all have people attached to our energy to some degree, but you think about a famous person who some people love them, some people hate them. It doesn't matter. They're still attached to them in some way if they have a strong emotion towards them. I usually see it all right across the high heart right here, like all of these little threads or cords. And I really believe that the reason why we see so many people that uh, end up famous and end up with a lot of money and end up with a lot of notoriety sometimes end up in major uh, addiction and things like that is that they are in an enormous amount of pain. Yeah. You know, physical and spiritual pain because of all of those attachments. I look at like Robin Williams and Heath Ledger and, Mm -hmm. you know, and in this case, you know, because he didn't mean to die, but he had an addiction problem because he was numbing all of that pain that he was feeling. Yeah. You know, I look at actresses like Christina Aguilera, Gets week, weekly Reiki sessions. Why? Yeah. Because she's getting all that stuff cleaned up. So yeah. That she's not carrying all of that. Yep. It's been my belief for a long time that people that have any kind of, uh, you know, look at Barack Obama mm-hmm. and pictures of him when his first term started and pictures of him when his second term ended. Yeah. The energetic pull on that man is extreme. Oh, it you is. Know? It is. You can really see it in which mm-hmm. And physically, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So that's my little energetic spiel on that. Just this was a good time to say it, you know, because mm-hmm. that's what I really think happens. I think, but I think it's a, avoidable if they understood more about energy, if they had somebody who could do regular clearing work to just, you know, send all of that stuff back and keep them more clear. Yeah. We would avoid a lot of addiction issues in famous people. Yep. And, and I agree. suicides and just emotional issues and all of the pain that they end up in. Michael Jackson is another one that really stand out for me. Yeah. The amount of medication he was on, you know, because yeah. of the amount of pain he was in, you know. Absolutely. I yeah. definitely agree. Thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Okay, next, Princess Diana. Ah, so we know that the world mourned when Diana was fam- fatally injured in a car crash in Paris. Mm-hmm. This happened in the early hours of the 31st, on the 31st of August, 1997. Diana, Princess of Wales, died in in the hospital after being injured in a car wreck uh, in a tunnel in Paris. Mm-hmm. Her partner, Dodi Fayed, and their driver, Henri Paul, uh, or Henri Paul, I think, were announced pronounced dead at the scene. Mm-hmm. Their bodyguard, Trevor Reese Jones, survived with serious injuries. So um, the investigation showed that there was a loss of control on the driver's part that caused the accidents. The accident, there were lots of theories that come up about this. Some say they were fleeing. 
aggressive paparazzi and other people actually think that it was staged by MI6. What do you think? Staged by MI6? Why? Don't know. Hmm. Okay. Well, let's look into it. Honestly, I've always heard the paparazzi story and just went with it because it seemed plausible. So I guess we take a look now. Mm -hmm. They were fleeing. They were not fleeing paparazzi. I see a black car, a sleek black car. That was running them down. I feel like this was an attempt. This was going to be an attempt on Diana's life. Uh, like an assassination. But, uh, you know, they ended up getting in their car and fleeing. I do believe that this, uh, you know, that is why they wrecked and lost control. They were at an extremely high rate of speed. They were trying to get away. It wasn't paparazzi, though. This was somebody who was trying to kill them. And right. they managed to, you know, not in the way they thought, mm. but they managed to and then uh, drove away. This more feels like, you know, like high end. I don't know if that's what people were thinking by, you know, the M6 theory, but that's, this feels to me, that that's what I'm seeing is a car pulling up alongside of them with a gun out the window and them speeding up like crazy to get away from them and ending up wrecking in this tunnel. Mm -hmm. Okay. Makes sense. Yeah. Makes well, sense. except for the, who the hell would want to kill Diana? I don't know, but there was, you know, then there's also Dodi Fayed and I mean, there's a lot. Try. True. There, Try. Um, you know, and of course she was the ex princess of Wales. And right. right. Like that fact. I mean, there were, mm -hmm. You know, a, a beloved and controversial person. Yeah, for, most certainly. Wow. That's really sad. That was such a terrible thing. I know. Maybe. I'm looking at some of these going, we need to do full episodes on them. Longer episodes on them. Yeah. And dig deeper. Yeah. Very good. All right. Thank you. Yeah. Next, we have Jean Benet Ramsey. Oh. Yeah. John Bonet, of course, was a six-year-old child beauty pageant winner that was reported missing by her parents in 1996. A uh, ransom note had been left by someone demanding $118,000 for her return. Eight hours later, her body was found in the basement of her home and she had been strangled. The case was never solved. Um, this, this, this was in Colorado and there were Huge mistakes made by the police. The uh, right. evidence at the scene had been compromised. The scene was not secure. Mm -hmm. um, a big mess. And so it's always been very difficult to come to any conclusion on this because the evidence was so botched at the beginning. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of the police were um, convinced that this was a murder from the start and not a kidnapping. Mm -hmm. As the note suggested, we know now that her mother, her father, and her brother were all considered suspects. Her mother and father have both since passed away. Mm -hmm. And both took multiple lie detector tests, you know, really tried to exonerate themselves in every way. And there, you know, a lot of theorists believe it was her brother who killed her, but it is an open case. It's not ever been solved. 
Mm-hmm. And there was a family friend that was staying at the house at the time as well, right? Mm-hmm. And they also you know, suspected him for a long time and exonerated him. This is one of those cases. And I know, you know, there was some promise that there's no way anyone could have gotten into the home. I don't feel like that's true. I feel like because of the sloppy police work, because of the uh, the things we, you know, I feel like what the public was told about this case and what was actually true are two different things, you know, and maybe in trying to, you know, it's not like the police have to tell us everything and they don't, you know, but in this case, particularly, I feel like the information that is true got botched up pretty good Yeah, in people trying to cover their own ass. I see somebody coming into her bedroom, an adult, not her brother, an adult and slipping her out of her bed I don't feel like it was ever going to be a kidnapping. Um, I do feel like they left a ransom note to give themselves a little bit more space from it. Mm-hmm. This is the craziest theory, and I can't believe I'm going to say this out loud, but here's what I'm hearing. This was someone that was hired to end this little girl's uh, beauty queen career. Wow. I feel like this was a crazy mother who hired someone to take a child out to not be in competition with her kid anymore. Wow. Well, we know that these child pageants can get really intense. Mm-hmm. That's, but again, people that had a ton of money, you know, I feel like this was some kind of murder for hire and, you know, they did leave the ransom note to get some space from it and to, you know, throw the scent off about where she was. But because it was a mother who ordered this, she also wanted the body to be found by her mother so that she could bury her. Like there's, there's almost a weird compassionate piece, you know, mm-hmm. that she didn't want her to be a missing person per se, you know, because she wanted her family to be able to bury her. It was like that, that little bit of maternal instinct came out, but this was about beauty pageants and somebody trying to get her out of their way. Wow. You know what else she could have done? Moved. Yeah. Moved. Moved to a different area where you could have competed with different kids. Or yeah. just fucked up. <laughs> it's yeah. a child's beauty pageant. Grow up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There is that. But, yeah, that's awful. I can't even believe that's what I heard. But, well, I can. I mean, <laughs> what could I say? I just, that's awful. Awful. Yeah. Wow. That is a little child died because she was too cute. Yeah. Oh, that's one of those cases, man. You just never quite get over. Mm-hmm. Okay. People will do some weird things for their kids. Mm-hmm. It's true. It's true. Well, and, and was that really for their kid? Mm. No. I don't think so. Not at all. Not at that age. Those little mm-hmm. girls didn't know they wanted to be in beauty pageants. They were put in beauty pageants. Right. And I don't have a problem with pageants per se, but at that age of any sport, any activity your kid is in, that's 30% them and 70% you. Right. Because you're paying for it. You're making it all happen. You are taking all of the time for it. And the kids are going along with it because that's what you said they're going to do. Right. You know. It's absolutely true. And perhaps they develop a passion for it and want to keep going with whatever it is. And that's fine. But at that age, it's on you. It is. It most definitely is on you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you. Mm-hmm. One last case. The notorious B.I.G. Yeah. He was a rival 
of Tupac Shakur mm-hmm. was killed the year after Tupac was killed. Mm-hmm. He was killed in 1997 after leaving the Soul Train Music Awards in L.A. Uh, a car pulled up alongside his and shot at him and he was killed. No one was ever named as a suspect. Mm-hmm. Um, totally unsolved murder. Mm-hmm. This one was a rival. This one was a rival. This was a, like a rival. I don't want to say rival gang. That's not quite right. But well, it kind of is. It's like at that time, some of the rappers were gangsters, you know, or were mm-hmm. associated. <sighs> they kind of had a following that was gangy or even culty, you know, to some yeah. degree. And this was motivated by somebody who was in competition or was a rival with him. Um the crazy thing is I don't feel like they were someone who was actually that famous. It was somebody who was trying to climb and wanted him out of their way. And had he won that, had he not won that night, would he still have been shot? I feel like that is true. You know, it didn't have anything to do with him winning. It had to do with knowing where he would be. And so I don't feel like this is the first time he'd been shot at. I don't feel like this was the first time he'd been involved in violence. Mm-hmm. Uh, this it just happened to be the last time, you know, because they were successful. I actually don't feel like the person who ordered this hit ever got their music career off the ground. I feel like they, you wow. know, all that much. I think they had some notoriety going on a lot. And I don't feel like it ever really went anywhere, you know, because the problem wasn't that the notorious B.I.G. was, uh, you know, stealing the limelight from them. The problem was they weren't that great. Mm. So I feel oh. like kind of they did end up going in a Oh, no, they didn't. They died. Okay. Oh, they died. Whoever this person was didn't live a whole lot longer after this. And they also died in some kind of a violent crime. Yeah. Wow. Really yeah. sad. Another six, six to eight months later, they didn't live, live a whole lot longer after that. Wow. A, another beloved rap artist that, you know, yeah. didn't get to have a long life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was, he had some stuff though. Not that he deserved to get gunned down. I mean, don't get me wrong, but I, I do feel like he had some pretty good skeletons in his closet. And, um, you know, he, he had some violent stuff going on around him that he was involved in. You know, this, it doesn't make it right, but, uh, he did, you know, yeah, I don't know. Sad. That really, between Tupac and his death, that really rocked the, uh, the rap world for a while. It did. It still does. It still does. Yeah. Their, their deaths still have a huge impact on people. I know mm-hmm. this is true. Well, and it's still happening. I mean, there's right. still every couple of years or, or less you hear about a rapper being gunned down somewhere. Mm-hmm. There's still a culture of that now. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Absolutely. Well, that's Celebrity Death Roulette. Thank you for the cold reads, Katie. Really, you bet. really fun to hear your snap uh reads on all of these different cases and gives Thank us you. a great um, basic idea of what happened. And it also gives us some great ideas about cases we should probably delve into a little more deeply. Yeah, definitely. For sure. Well, thanks for some great cases. Yeah, absolutely. You've been listening to True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. You can find us on YouTube. You can find us on all major podcast platforms. And you can find us on Facebook at True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. And if you really love what we're doing, you can find us over on Patreon. And Patreon is a great way to pick up some extra content here and there. We throw up a lot of extra shows over there that if you Mm -hmm. become a patron, you can 
see that content and that's exclusive yep. only to those on Patreon. So mm-hmm. all of that out and we'll be back soon with another episode of True Crime Paranormal. Thanks guys. Thanks guys. Bye. If you're enjoying this podcast, don't forget to like and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. If you're watching us on YouTube, you can always like and subscribe there as well. We also love comments and reviews. True Crime Paranormal is hosted by Katie Weaver and Christy Brower and produced by Christy Brower. True Crime Paranormal is a short girl productions podcast.